So what are we calling this thing? I still like discontent. You're not saying you, <laughs> you want to be called discontent. Dis discontent. Content catch up. Hello everyone. And uh, welcome to the first episode of this podcast, which yet has a name uh, wow. because we couldn't decide on one. My name is Julian. This is Michael. Michael and I work at Carlton Footy Club, part of the digital content team. Barks has got a, a big interest in basketball as well. He used to work with his brother, Darren, twin brother, identical twin brother, Darren, uh, Brotherhood Studios on YouTube. I never worked with the brothers. I was never invited. I do not have a twin brother, um, but I have worked at a couple of sports clubs and that's where my background is. Barks, why are we doing this? Well, I think we can put it down to challenging ourselves and continue to get better at what we do. I also think there's a bit of a gap in digital content and people actually talking about their jobs. Our kind of idea with this, I guess, is to go through some of our favourite bits of content or we're going to introduce a bit of content each week. I have no idea what Barks is going to bring to the table. He has no idea what I'm going to bring to the table. Um, And we're just going to chat through that, talk around the themes and kind of give our two cents on it because, like, our opinion is more valuable than anyone else's in the world at the moment. (laughs) Isn't that right? Uh, Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. You right, Barks? I was more going to go down the other way of um, it's just our opinion. So if Jules offends anybody, just ignore it. Yeah. Uh, and disclaimer, our views are not rep- representative of the Carlton Football Club in any way. Good one. Yeah, sweet. Um, should we should we get into it? Sure. I'm going to... What do you got, Barker? I'm going to jump onto the Phoenix Suns Twitter game. I want to give him a big, big kudos because I think background. So NBA season's in the bubble. It's in Disney World. Um, Phoenix Suns weren't expected to do much, but they went out and got... They were undefeated. They went 8-0. Um, I'm going to share my screen so I'll see if this works. Um, but I thought their their Twitter game and personality was pretty funny, and I think, I think not a lot of people would go as far as they did. Examples being... I want to actually scroll their Twitter. So they went 8-0. That'd, that'd be helpful. Yeah, thanks. They went 8-0. Nobody expected them to, but I think... I, I want to know if you think... This sort of talking, this sort of language and the way they went about it was too fan base, or if you're a fan of it. So things they did included um, asking, this was mid-game, so they asked for photoshops of campaign and Cameron, Cameron Payne isn't, he's like a bit of a joke of a player in a way, like the Twitter world would just have a laugh at bagging him. So they went and got, they basically went along with bagging him, is how I read it. They were also doing, because they went 8-0, and they were doing um, live tweeting of opposition games for if the opposition won, um, they would make the playoffs. So I think I think the Memphis Grizzlies or something had to win and they turned their account into like a Memphis Grizzlies fan account. So um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So what's the background to it? Could they have made the finals at all? Yeah, so they did their part. They just needed other teams to win. Welcome to our new television show, Comedy Central Roast of All the People Sleeping on Us. Wow. Do you think, do you think stuff like that? Because obviously, if, I reckon if you were on that team, you'd just be like, you'd find it funny, but then you're asking for backlash. Yeah, it's, I, I always find this one like a real, 
like a difficult one because I, I do love it. I love the, it's almost arrogance of it all. And yeah. like, who's next? Yeah. But the, the rescue runner that is that it always comes crashing down. Like it's always going to stop at some point. I still rate it though. Yeah. I, love I it. think if you, if you can pull it off in a way that like, you're not pissing off um, your, your team, like, cause that, that's who you're really worried about at the end of the day. Like fans will have their say, but like, if you're making the, well, in this case, like the basketball department really angry, is well, it worth it? Yeah. I mean, the thing that worked in their favor is they did win all their games, but could you imagine if they didn't and they were, they yeah. had a chance to make the playoffs and then they stuffed up their last game. Like that just looks stupid on that behalf. But that's why I think yeah. that takes big, big kahunas to actually do that <laughs> and risk and risk being the face of the Phoenix Suns if you just buckle under pressure. Yeah. Risk first reward. I reckon once you get on a run, you may as well. Yeah. I think um, I saved I save this one. Josh Hart, New Orleans Pelicans players, uh, player, so opposition player, <laughs> gives him a shout out. I think that's funny. That's always good. Um, and they did petty things like this. So I think for them to make it, Grizzlies and Blazers needed to lose. Ah, uh, okay. They just keep doing that. And I think they were trying to purposely do little things like that to get in... Um, to get in the head but yeah do you do you like that would you go that far so i think that would that would honestly piss me off if i was like the opposition yeah like if i was seeing that and i was the memphis grizzlies i'd be like who is this idiot <laughs> uh, one one example i can think of here is um in the bbl hobart hurricanes i think they went on a run and they changed their like twitter name to to the amount of wins they'd had like yeah. they had www oh yeah um, and then they lost, obviously, like, because you're always going to lose. And they went on a streak of losses. And it's like... Did they change the if, name they lost? Yeah, they changed it. Um, they changed it back. And, like, you can... I think it's good, like, if you understand from both sides that it's just a bit of fun. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, it's Twitter. It's not like it's going to change anyone's life dramatically. Um, no. I don't but, know. What do, you, what do you think? Would you ever do it? I think I think I would. I I I think it's really in the moment though, because the thing I'd be interested in is the conversations between this person and their either their manager or the other people on that team. Yeah. I think, as I said, you've got to have a lot of sort of guts to do it. But it does. If you're thinking about it realistically, we know what it's like. If someone we worked with went out and did that without talking to anyone, would yeah. you would you sort of cringe a bit, even though you'd appreciate it and laugh at it? See that that's what I wonder as well. Do you? In my head, they've they've gone out like strategically, and they've gone, "Hey guys, we've won. How many games did they start after four? Like that's when they started real talking." I think yeah, or, around the four, five, five, five zero. I think. Yeah. So like, after that point, do you, I I envision they have like a meeting and they're going, "Hey guys, we're four and zero. Why don't we have some fun with this?" And they present like this idea of let's just be a little bit arrogant because, you know, what have we got to lose at this stage? I, I don't know. I don't think it would fly in what in our kind of environment. Like, I can't, I can't imagine it going too too well. It's kind of like an unspoken rule in AFL that you don't poke too much fun at the opposition team. Um, do you wish we could do more of that, though? I would love to. I, I think it's fun. I think you can have fun... And this is probably like another conversation, but like you can have fun with the opposition without like 
poking too much fun of them. Like that Memphis, the, the good morning, everyone except Memphis. I think that's easy. That's not really harming anyone. Like, it's not like you're saying Memphis, you're shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think I think I think more on good on it, do it, and then apologize later. But that's probably yeah. Not, that's not always going to work. <laughs> probably be a tough conversation with the, the footy department if you just went out and made this like we're the, we're the best type of video, and they just like, hey, what's this? Yeah, no, um, exactly right. I guess I guess like other sports as well. Like, can you think of? Let's steer away from footy, but um, you follow your hockey. Can you think of personalities or an account that you really love? They go away the way they go about things. Well, the ones that did it originally that like started all this like smart ass tweeting and stuff with the LA Kings, and they did it phenomenally. Like they were the first ones to do this. I'm, I would almost fight anyone that said that they weren't. <laughs> yeah, wow. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced I'm right. Um, Let's get this off. They. They just started like they don't when they cover a game, they don't tweet about the game. They tweet about like all the the stuff that's happening on the sidelines, like the funny stuff, like on the bench. And I sort of, I sort of like that because I feel like anybody like you can follow like even with footy seven AFL and the broadcast will tweet what's happening. Yeah. What, what is the purpose of our account or their account? I think that's a big one. And I think like that's where the, the Suns one is, is like, or the Phoenix Suns, not the Gold Coast Suns. Phoenix Suns one's quite cool because it's, you're right. Like you've got the NBA app or you've got NBA live or you're watching it. What are you actually going to your phone to go through Twitter for? Exactly. Like, I know, which is where I think. Sorry. I know my answer to that is humor. That's exactly. Why, that's why I'm scrolling Twitter. Or something you're not getting on the broadcast because yeah, you are like you can get scores from anywhere. Um, it's a bit of it's a bit of a weird one. I think like with AFL because we're still a little bit further behind. It's it still has that place where you need to do score updates and play updates. But I I feel like we're we're getting there slowly. It's true though. Um, you could probably sum up those that answer with humor and behind the scenes content. Like that's why you're tuning into teams. Yeah. Teams accounts. It's always obviously a lot easier when you're winning. It's yeah. like, it's very hard to be funny when you're, you're 30 points down. So, Although in a way, if someone did have a better sense of humour in those times, <laughs> that, would, that would be terrific. See, can you imagine if like um, you, you are getting belted and you just tweet like, well, we're losing. Anyone want to talk about something else? <laughs> I reckon you can see that though, like when people will post full time scores and just do dot 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 or next yeah. full stop. Yeah, it's like we don't want to talk about this, we just have to post it. It's a kind of an obligation. Random point. Before before I worked here, I found it weird when teams referred to themselves as in third person. So like if you were if you're the Celtics and you said the Celtics are up at the half. Yeah. I found that weird. But is that that's normal, isn't it? I think it's like that that debate as to whether um, you're being like proper or you're being like a personality, like is, is your Twitter account you as a, like is are the Celtics a person or are the Celtics an organization? You know what I mean? Like, or like a fan. Oh, fan. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you giving your Twitter account an actual human personality where you can say we, or are you still trying to be a little bit more removed from, the actual like goings on. Um, yeah. I like I like the whole we are down or that's what that's what my initial yeah. 
first thoughts were, but then I think I've seen examples where I thought saying the Celtics are up or the Celtics are down, that didn't sound too weird. But I think I'm still yeah. bored that if you're a team account, it's you. Like, you are the team. Yeah. All right. All right, I had enough of that one. Yep. Yeah, all right, sweet. Cut. Um, cut. Cut what? Um, my topic. Did you cut your hair this week? We should have a voting system, actually, of whose discussion points. But anyway, go on. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, first people have to f- listen to this. Oh. All right. Let me... Uh, 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 uh. Mine's a little older this week, um, older? but I think, it's, I think it's still relevant. That's, that's Let me share my screen. Because what non-believers fail to understand is that calling a dream crazy is not an insult. It's a compliment. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. All right. All right. Have you? Did you watch it? <laughs> no. I'm fucking sky Instagram. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that before, actually. So the background to that one. So Colin Kaepernick, NFL old quarterback for San Francisco, caused a a stir in America because he was kneeling during the, the national anthem for anyone who doesn't know, probably heard about this um, and then fell out of favor with the 49ers of the team he was playing for and basically fell into an abyss, continued on this path of like social issues and causes very involved in like black lives matters and black rights throughout the States. This Nike campaign came out in 2018 after I think he'd been delisted or out of the sport for about a year and it, I don't know if this was like the first instance of a, like a sports company or, or brand or team like getting behind a social cause in such a big way like this. But I think it's relevant. And what I want to talk about is like what's happening now with basketball, especially the shutdown of the, the league for the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And my kind of question around this content is like you and I have had like small dabblings in it like even recently. What point do you think it's like a sports team's content is bigger than just sport itself? Like when does it like come to that point where, you know, you've got a responsibility as a sport team to, to put this type of content out and stand up for like something that your players believe in or something that you as an organisation believe in? I think, can the answer be always? I feel like that's just part of being yeah. a professional sport team, like to be honest. Think, Did you think like, no, I was just going to say like, do you think, I mean, obviously like it's happening in American sport and we're seeing like players really become politically involved more so. And mm-hmm. I think one of the lines from that video was like, be bigger than basketball. And it showed LeBron James, who's like the one leading a charge on a, a lot of this stuff in the States. Do you think you, Australian sport will ever get to that stage where it's kind of like, that's the norm? Yeah, it's, it's a good sport people and teams doing it. Yeah, it's a good thought. I think, I guess they sort of like we've seen with this, what's going on lately, it it is affecting in Australia with Aboriginal and that sort of focus as well. But I think I think we sort of have to in a way. Like obviously, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm you can only talk from what you know, and I'm not the most knowledgeable in this area. And I think actually being a basketball fan has opened my eyes. It probably goes to show how being into sport can actually open your eyes to things that are bigger than that sport if that makes sense but i think yeah to answer your question i think we have to in a way like it's it's here it's there so 
I think that's like what you said was a really good point. Like a lot of the stuff I speak from my own experience, like a lot of stuff that I've learned has been through sport. And if we're the average crowd that social media accounts are talking to, Mm. I think like you have a responsibility to be involved in some way. Like, yeah, I'm not saying like you need to go down the path of you're showing support for a a particular political party or something, but like right ideals. Whereas like, I was, I was thinking about it and I'm like, often in my mind, we don't do stuff like this because we're scared of upsetting people or like, you know, those comments you always see that are like, oh, can you just stick to sports? Like, Ugh. and it's like, well, are we like not doing something because we're scared of like the vocal minority or mm. like, do we stand to grow our audience even further by doing the right thing and standing up for something that's like we should be standing up for? Yeah, I think that's something I've tried to wrap my head around. Like, why do we make decisions based on the fewer people? Like, you're going to get a lot more positive reaction to that than negative. So why would you, that thought of not doing something because of those few people that respond negatively or just the trolls online, why is that a difference or a decider for you? It's probably just the worry, like, you, not the worry, but you, you don't want to create negative energy. Like, you'd almost put not being negative over being positive first in a way. Yeah. Although I don't necessarily agree with that. I think you should focus on what's right and that's these sort of messages are what's right. I think that's what um, actually drew me to what I enjoy most about being in sport. It's not that the actual results on field, it's that it's because there's so many, like it's a platform to actually draw attention to messages like this and things that are actually bigger than it. Um, Yeah. So even though it's just making a video, I think it is powerful because people might, like me or you that aren't that knowledgeable or aware of what's going on, then all of a sudden it's on a basketball halftime show that you're watching every week. And you're like, oh, wow, yeah. crap. I didn't realise. And, and you can't avoid it either. Like you almost have to pay attention and that's not a bad thing. You have to yeah. like, well, it, it forces you to go and Google stuff and like read or whatever. Like a lot of the stuff that, uh, I'm going to use NBA as an example as well. And a lot of them have um, different black people's names that are being killed uh, in police custody. I, I didn't know the stories of all of them, but it forces you to go online and like read into it. And I guess like that's the case for some of the other stuff we do as well. Like you look at um, what we do around pride round with AFLW. I didn't have the greatest knowledge about the LGBTQIA community before I started in footy, but because you want to produce good content for it, mm. you kind of go away and you're like, oh, I should at least know like a little bit about it before I dive into it. Yeah. Definitely makes you better as a, a content producer as well, like having that knowledge and then communicating it in a way that I think is like, if we can understand it, people that are new to the topic, if we can start the conversation about it, we're doing a world of good in terms of just getting people talking about it yeah and And you know what like what you said there is right because it also makes nba obviously as an example for me it makes you ask questions like yesterday is a good example and i was really blunt to a couple of my closest mates and i'm like i just messaged them in our group chat asking what it was probably i guess it's just shows a bit of not ignorance but i just didn't know i was just really blunt and i'm like what do the nba players actually want the owners to do like what can they do yeah I didn't even fully understand what they can do to help. And then they explain how it's basically because they've 
so <laughs> rich and they can yeah. have so much impact on what's actually important over there and, and things like that. I'm like, okay, that's why. Yeah, absolutely. It's why you ask questions and you don't have to pretend like you know, cause that's the problem. A lot of like, people don't know. Well, that's the absolute worst. Like if you don't, like I said, you can live in your like blissful ignorance of all this stuff or you can put yourself out there and ask a question and, I mean, there's no harm in asking. Like, you're always better for knowing an answer than you are. So, mm. um, yeah, that was my kind of thought because I, I just think Nike does it really well and they've got the backings of so many powerful athletes as well. So they're like, yeah. well, us as a brand, it's actually we should be doing this because 90% of our athletes are interested in this as opposed to the 3% of our customers who are against this who still aren't going to stop buying Nike. Like... Yeah. let's face it and i think that that transcends to sports like if any sports team were to come out and like be really vocal on something like black lives matters or um gay rights like you're gonna offend one to two percent of people but you're also gonna attract 10 percent more audience that thought you didn't give a shit about something like this exactly not that's my mention- opinion anyway no i agree not to mention just purely from the fact that one thing's more important than the other, like upsetting yeah. unions is less important than Black Lives Matter or uh, Pride Round or whatever it might be. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, that was my bit of content. Sorry yeah, that, if it was a bit heavy, Barker. That's fine. I'm, I'm happy to go from um, Twitter game, Twitter personality to things that actually matter, and that is, that is part of what this podcast that has in a name can cover. All right, to finish this bad boy off, Jules, what was your idea of um, Egg of the Week? Egg of the Week, my favourite segment that we do. Sort of um, the only segment we do, some would say. All right. No need to shoot us before we start. <laughs> what other segment? Um, egg- <laughs> we just talked about content for 30 minutes. I think that's a segment. Are you calling someone? No, I'm looking at my Egg of the Week. I can look in the mirror. Anyway, egg of the week is um, someone who is just like a bit of a goof, not like not to be taken too seriously. Um, just a bit of an egg, you know. An egg is because of the, as everyone knows, the Twitter um, default picture. Correct. Picture. Yes. Correct. So, so anonymous egg. All right, Bucks. Who's your egg of the week? My egg of the week. Um, yes. It is obvious that I scroll Twitter too much. An account, the old, um, I'm not going to name the account, but an account in the sporting world had obviously forgotten to log out of their personal Twitter and just had one saying, who else is spending all their petrol savings on alcohol? Hashtag no more school nights. And there's a bottle, <laughs> big bottle of whiskey on it. And it, it was left up long enough to have two retweets, some comments and likes. So I just don't, I, don't, I, I always find it funny how these things actually happen, but there you go. First egg of the week. That's a good egg. Very yolky. Nice outer shell. Free range. Free range egg. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the first episode. I'm sure there'll be another one where you can listen to us bumble on like idiots. We're also like open to suggestions for uh, other stuff you want to hear us yap about. We could also try um, switching barks out for Darren and see if anyone notices. All right. All right. We don't have any sponsors to thank. <laughs> you know, we're not including that. <laughs> <I'm gonna stop. laughs> Why? Because 
<laughs> like just straight away going. Play the music. Five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. Uh, you can sing if you want. <laughs>